0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. My name is Kim Seaver. I'll be moderating the session today. We'd just like to remind you that this session is being recorded and that lunch is $10, and we ask that you pay it in the basket and make sure that someone at your table is designated the person to ensure that all the money is collected. SACPA is a volunteer, nonprofit organization and relies on the contributions of members and session attendees to continue its work. We'd like to acknowledge the University of Lethbridge for support, including the distribution of of our notices every week, and to thank Country Kitchen Catering for preparing the lunch. The format for the meeting will be as follows. We'll have 25 to 30 minutes for the presentation, then we'll have 25 to 30 minutes for lunch, with a questioning period beginning around 1 o'clock. Our presenter today is John King who's the transit manager of the Lethbridge Transit. He's been in that position since 2005 and has 30 years in planning and development and transit organizations throughout B- BC and Saskatchewan. As well he's an active member of the Can- Canadian Union of Transit Associations. And I, at this point I'd just like to ask everybody to give a warm welcome to Mr. John King.
1: Well, thanks very much Kim. It's uh, definitely a pleasure to be here and I have to admit uh, I know of your organization, but this is the first time I've had any opportunity to meet with you, so I'm quite excited about it and hope you, you enjoy the talk. We're going to be talking about Lethbridge Transit on the road to sustainability, and we'll have, uh, have a discussion on what, what does that really mean. So when you talk about sustainability and transportation, these are sustainability is a word everyone's using. Uh, what really does it mean? Well, we asked the Canadian Centre for Sustainable Transportation, uh, based in Winnipeg, to give us their definition. And what they're saying is the transportation of people must be affordable, available, and sustainable in its impact on the environment and society. It also helps to achieve sustainability in other aspects of, of human endeavor. So when we look at sustainable development, what do we talk about when we talk about a sustainable transportation system? First of all, it allows basic access needs of individuals and societies to, to goods, to jobs, to education, leisure and information. It's affordable, operates efficiently, offers choice of transportation modes, and supports a vibrant economy and limits its emissions to waste I'm sorry, limits emissions and waste to within the planet's ability to absorb them. It minimizes consumption of non renewable resources and reuses and recycles its components wherever possible. And the source of uh, this information is the International Association of Public Transportation called UITP, based in Europe. So when we talk about sustainable mobility, what do we mean? Well, there's sort of three key foundations of sustainable mobility. We have the society, the environment, and the economy. So when we look at society, what are we looking for? Basically, a better quality of life for all members of society. When we look at the environment we're looking at long-term environmental practices, and then when we look at the economy, we're looking at economic development combined with sustainable transport systems bringing solid economic growth. So you see there's some kinds of overlaps. So if we look at the environment and the economy, basically what we want to be able to promote is is business practices with low environmental impact. And uh, we're a firm believer that public transit is definitely that. When we look at society and the economy... We're looking for social inclusion, bringing economic prosperity for all. And then when we look at the environment and society, we're talking about livable cities and communities. So on a Canadian perspective, uh, you'll see a little logo that says C-U-T-A-C-T-U on the top of the slide. That stands for the Canadian Urban Transit Association. And briefly, C U T A is an organization of uh, transit systems, governments, transit suppliers, consultants uh, across the country – Practically every transit system in the country is a member of CUDA, so we're very well represented, and we have about 400, 500 members. That includes people who operate systems, who provide funding for it, and people who support our services through suppliers, consultants, those kinds of people. So when CUDA speaks, we are regarded as the voice of urban transit across the country. So when uh, we looked at sustainability and transportation uh, in Canada, um, CUDA promoted... uh, 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 report, and here's some of the, f- the uh, uh, conclusions they rated that public transit's most important contributions to sustainable development protecting the environment through greater energy efficiency and reduced consumption, protecting ecosystems through greater development densities and more efficient infrastructures, promoting health and safety and quality of life through cleaner air, greater safety, and reduced noise and improving equity by maximizing opportunity for persons who do not have access to a car. Some of the other contributions public transit makes across the country to sustainable development, strengthening our economy by reducing social costs, creating employment, raising land values, and ensuring responsible production and consumption by balancing transportation services with demand. And finally, a quote from the the CUDA report, transit systems and suppliers can achieve these and other benefits through community-wide impacts, as well as through their own operational decisions. About a year and a half ago, two years ago, the Canadian River Transit Association decided to stop and have a look towards the future. And what's the future? We picked uh, 2040 as a, as a year that we wanted to, to look forward to and we wanted to find out what are our communities going to look like? Will it be exactly the same as they are now? Hopefully not. And what's public transit's role in supporting those communities? So the uh, result is a a document called Vision 2040, and it's a vision for the next generation. Some of the objectives of our project, we wanted to build a common view of the nature of change likely to take place in our communities by 2040, identify the challenges and opportunities that these changing communities may pose for public transit, then describe what's transit's future role in providing mobility in economic, social, and environmental benefits, and we wanted to identify some strategic directions for the transit industry, for government, and for other stakeholders. So we talked to youth. Uh, CUDA sponsors a youth summit every second year where, where students from across the country gather and talk for two or three days about transportation, public transit, and sustainability. And these photos are from the most recent one in Vancouver, about a year ago. We talked to a whole bunch of stakeholders. We did a web survey, 650 responses. 275 of those are from CUDA. We talked to the Canadian Home Builders, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, Transportation Association of Canada, Canadian Institute of Planners, and we talked to, we call them thought leaders. These are, are people who are visionaries across the country, and you may recognize some of them. I won't go through all their names, um, but you can tell by the, their pictures and their names underneath, some of the thought leaders that we talked to across the country. Again, what's Canada going to look like, what our community is going to look like, and what's transit going to look like? So a couple of conclusions. Society will look very different. There will be growth in cities. There will be an aging population. Immigration and changing lifestyles are all going to be major factors as we look towards 2040. Many smaller communities, and this is not Lethbridge, but many smaller communities in rural areas will see a decline in population as the cities continue to grow. Population-wise, we're looking at going from 33 million to uh, maybe even more than 40 million by 2040. Mobility will be a major issue. And road congestion will continue to rise. We simply can't keep building roads. The larger the cities, we just can't build any roads to keep up with it. So congestion will be, uh, continue to rise. There will be energy uncertainty. And environmental progress will be made, but we'll have lots of challenges. Carbon emissions will moderate, we hope. And there will be growing support for sustainable practices will lead to greater willingness to adopt lifestyle changes. So TransVision 2040 defines a future in which public transit maximizes its contributions to quality of life with benefits that support a vibrant and equitable society, a complete and a compact urban form, we'll talk a little bit more about that this morning, a dynamic and efficient economy, and a healthy natural environment. So well, this is the video.
2: One thing everybody knows about the future is that it will arrive right on schedule. And while we can't say anything else about the future with absolute certainty, we can see trends that will affect all Canadians. An aging population, growing cultural diversity, the ongoing quest to lower carbon emissions, security concerns, evolving energy requirements, the sizes and shapes of our communities, some of which will grow while others shrink. Across all of these trend lines runs the future of Canadian public transit as it evolves to become a primary means for connecting Canadians between the places where we live, work, play and go to school. The future of Canadian public transit is linked directly to improved urban development, stronger local economies, enhanced quality of life and environmental protection at every stop on every line. Rooted in the knowledge that intelligent transit growth will help forge a livable, competitive and environmentally responsible nation, the Canadian Urban Transit Association has reached out to stakeholders across the country and with their help formulated Vision 2040, a broad, inclusive vision for public transit. Vision 2040 is a catalyst for the next 30 years of transit evolution, a route map from planning to benefits for all Canadians. By the year 2040, Canada's population will grow to reach about 42 million people, the vast majority of us living in urban centres. That points towards great potential for Vision 2040 to alter and enhance our future. The potential is so vast, perhaps it's easier to visualize the impact on one average Canadian. For instance, me as a 10-year-old living in a small community in 2010. In 2010, some of my friends and cousins are living just down my street, while others live further away. All of us rely on public transit to go wherever life takes us. Vision 2040 puts public transit at the center of community planning and design, so that everyone will have a greater opportunity to benefit from the quality of life transit helps to provide. Vision 2040 also defines the coming service revolution that will be needed to serve a growing and aging population that is more oriented to transit. The first decade of Vision 2040 will see changes across all communities as families, employers, retailers, visitors, tourists, and elected leaders seek valuable returns enhanced public transit will bring. By 2020, my generation will regularly change jobs communities, lifestyles, and even careers, and we will want to do it in the way that best reduces our carbon footprint. Vision 2040 recognizes and responds to the challenges that will face transit providers in meeting the needs of millions of Canadians who will be more discriminating in their choices and diverse in their pursuits. If people are going to give up driving for riding, transit will have to deliver. Vision 2040 provides a template for delivering with many value-added transit benefits. Vision 2040 also goes beyond being a green mode of travel to develop and implement industry-wide greening and energy reduction strategies. By 2030, my feeling of satisfaction with my lifestyle and my work will in large part rest on how truly eco-friendly and mobile transit lets me be and my increased need for quality transit service is going to be shared by the next generation of transit rider. Vision 2040 addresses the financial strains that will result from more demand, passengers with special needs, and elderly customers who will not only depend on better service, but also on affordable fares. By 2040, the Canadian transit industry will have faced many challenges to technology, staffing, customer service, Funding and service delivery. Vision 2040 identifies the need to share innovations among stakeholders in all sizes of communities and across all transit modes. Vision 2040 also celebrates the uniqueness of every community, regardless of its size, by pointing the way towards flexible and innovative transit improvements for all budgets and populations. Those kids in 2010 who were faced with public transit's limitations... By 2040, they will be raising new Canadian transit customers. Vision 2040 is a proactive and highly inclusive vision of the future of public transit. So get on board. There's a seat for everyone of influence who cares about better transit for a better Canada. The future, we know, will arrive right on schedule. For the millions of Canadians who already ride with us and many millions who have yet to join us, the time for public transit to help secure that future is now.
1: thank you. There we go. So that was, that was a very slick video and had a lot of information in it, so maybe I'll just go through a few of the, the key features of the, the video that you just saw. Uh, as, we, as you probably noticed, there were six major themes in regards to our vision for 2040. The first one, which we'll talk about a lot this morning, is putting transit at the center of communities. Number two is revolutionizing service. Number three, focusing on customers or greening transit, which basically says if we're going to talk about environmental sustainability, then transit better be as well, ensuring our financial health and strengthening knowledge and practice. So if we look at these in a little bit more detail, the first one, putting transit at the center of communities through stronger government policy and decision-making frameworks and better community planning and better community design. And some of the key features there are strengthening transit's position as an investment in quality of life, which we've talked about a little bit already, fully integrate transit with community planning, and fully integrate transit with community design. Revolutionizing our service through expansion and innovation so that we can encourage and serve growing demands and keep pace with the changing face of our communities. As the community is growing, so do we have to grow as well and make sure that our services keep up with the growth. So we want to support the revitalization revitalization of urban cores. Many of you are probably aware of the Heart of the City Master Campaign, which is strengthening our downtown transit as part of that. And we want to build services in smaller communities as well. Focusing on our customers, accelerating delivery of service of flexible integrated services. We need to accelerate new customer uh, orientation. We have a lot of people that ride now, but there's a lot of people who don't. How do we attract new people? We want to focus serving customers with mobility challenges, take a broad approach to mobility and expand choice, customize our fares, enhance safety and security, and provide information when, where, and how our customers want it. We look at the other three components. Green transit, again, transit has to do its part, so we want to further reduce our own industry's ecological footprint, improve energy efficiency and limit greenhouse gases, ensuring the financial health through enhanced transit infrastructure and operating investments. Transit is not inexpensive to operate, and we need to look through the future and make sure that we can continue to to fund and support it. Strengthening knowledge and practice, when you talk about sustainability, one of the factors of sustainability is the human factor, and the biggest challenge we have right now is attracting people to work in an industry. And if we're going to keep growing, as we hope to do, we need quality technicians, we need quality transit operators, quality support staff. So how do we make sure that we have the people that provide the service, because transit is a people business. So what's all this mean for us here in Lethbridge? What does it mean for us to our providing LA transit services? Many of you are probably aware of the Plan Your City program that's been going on right now. Every 10 years, the municipalities do a review of their municipal development plan. And this year, uh, the City of Lethbridge is taking a, a unique approach to it. We're actually going out and asking our whole community, what do you want our community to look like when we look towards the future? So as they're reviewing the development plan, there's extensive community consultation, and the statisticians tell us that the results that the City is receiving from Planner City are statistically significant, which means that they do represent what our community is telling us. So some of the results, when you look at housing and densities, there is a high priority from from this community for development of compact mixed-use areas closer to shopping, close to transit, and other community amenities. And most participants in the program who provided feedback to the city were supportive of increased density of some sort. regards to transportation, which is where LA Transit fits in, the community is saying we want to increase policies and programs to encourage the use of alternate transportation. And alternate transportation doesn't mean just public transit, although uh, transit is a key component of alternate transportation. There's also carpooling, bicycling, walking, uh, all those modes of transportation. The community is saying we want more emphasis on that. We want to focus on effective land use planning, to prepare for a more efficient and transit-friendly pattern of development in the future. And I can tell you, and I'll show you later this morning, that continued urban sprawl is not a transit-friendly way to develop a city. And, which is really good news to us, uh, the community is saying they want more transit and they want more frequent transit. A little bit of background on who we are and what we do. LA Transit is a department of the city of Lethbridge, We have 43 fully accessible bike rack-equipped transit buses, 20 accessoride buses, and 35 school buses. And when I say accessible, that means that with uh, wheelchairs, walkers, strollers, uh, anyone can get on any one of our buses uh, as we speak right now. All of our scheduled services is accessible. There are 600 bus stops across the city. We have 50 shelters. And we're not a small department, 150 employees. I'm not a very good graphic artist, so you have to bear with me on this This is a a view of what our system is all about. Uh, CC is city centre, N is north, UL is University of Lethbridge, and LC is uh, Lethbridge College. In fact, what we have is four terminals across the city. Uh, The little black lines are routes that service our terminals, and the dotted red lines are the express services linking our terminals. So during the day... You get all these services. At other times, you get the local services. But essentially, you can get on a bus in your neighborhood, go to a terminal, and get an express trip to downtown. We are growing with a growing community. Uh, In 2005, we offered about 80,000 hours, 85,000 hours of service. And by the time we finish at 2011, we'll be at 115,000 hours of service. What that means in real life is... In the last five years, we will have added about 30% more bus service on the streets of Lethbridge than we had in 2005. For the financial wizards in the crowd, uh, it costs us about 8.5 million dollars to operate a public transit in Lethbridge, and our revenues are 8.5. And uh, when you look at the revenues down at the bottom, about 32% of our funding comes from people who ride our services, and thanks to City Council we have about 62% of our expenses are covered through property tax uh, levies throughout the city. To us, that means that public transit is important to the City of Lethbridge, and City Council is very supportive of the efforts we're trying to do here. A few years ago, about 2006, we talked to the community, again another community consultation process, and we said, we'd like to determine what our level of service should be. What does this community want from transit? So we developed a policy through community consultation called transit service standards. And uh, in layman's terms, standards define the level of service. So we have what we call a base level of service. That means that everyone in the community gets at least this amount of public transit because we want to be, uh, have coverage for the entire community. We also have a level of service called customer-driven where if we have a route or if we have an area that has a lot of transit riders, then we can actually provide additional service over and above our base. So in a lot of ways, we define a level of service. We're also defining our transit system itself with our service standards. Historically, and I can can confess to this, when I was a a planner years ago in Saskatoon, we used to develop these standards by ourselves in our offices. But uh, about six, seven years ago, St. Albert Transit said, well, hold on a second, if we're going to define what transit is in our community, why don't we go find out what the community wants? So they involved a a very extensive community consultation program in St. Albert, and in 2006 we took their lead and did the same. We had workshops, we had discussions, one-on-one discussions with stakeholders. What does transit mean in this community and what do you want it to mean? A couple of things uh, in regards to coverage. Basically 90% of every resident in the city of Lethbridge will have transit within 400 meters. That's a couple of blocks what we wanted to do is also to emphasize with higher density developments. We want to get closer because there's more people in higher de- density development. and so we said we will be within 250 meters of every uh, of as many high density residences as we can. And we recognize that seniors can uh, oftentimes find walks longer than than other people. So let's get even closer if we can to seniors' residences, to seniors' activities. Hours of service. So when do we operate? Six to ten. 8 to 7 on Sundays, we call that our core hours of service. So we're going to provide all the service I talked about, 400 meters, 250, 200 meters, during these hours of service. If there's demand for later service, if there's demand for earlier service, we can actually add that service on. How often do we travel? Every 30 minutes during core service hours. Now that means from 6 a.m. to 10 at night, every bus route operates a minimum of 30 minutes. So the longest you have to wait is a half hour for a bus most of the day. Uh, sixty-eight minutes at, at other times, like Sundays and late night, very, very early morning. And in some areas, and we're actually doing this now, some of our customer-driven services, we're actually 15-minute service on three of our routes right now during the peak hours. Uh, and uh, on some routes, we can go 30 minutes um, when normally we'd only have to do 60. So we're starting to build the service, we're starting to build the service more frequent as as time goes on, and the more people use us, the more we can build on that. Accessibility, I mentioned to you earlier, fully accessible buses on all scheduled service. We're working towards making all of our bus stops accessible, so if you can get out of your house in a wheelchair and the sidewalks are clear, we're going to have a pad for you so that you can get on and off a bus and use the ramps to get on our buses. And in alternative transportation discussions, if you ride a bike and you want to you want to go uh, put your bike on the, on the bus, we have bike racks on all of our buses. Something that's really important, travel time, 75% of our trips are 30 minutes or less. You can drive in, in Lethbridge in 15 minutes, well, guess what? You can take a bus most of your trips within 30 minutes. And we like to be as direct as possible. So when we summarize what LA Transit is all about, um, basically this is a, a slide we put up during our budget to uh, open houses uh, a year and a half ago. Basically, we tell you when we travel, we're fast, we're clean, take your bike and we're affordable. a month a one month of unlimited public transport unlimited transportation across the city, same price as a tank of gas. So if we put it all together, we talk about sustainability, we talk about future growth in cities and communities we want more compact form, more transit altern- transportation alternatives, more public transit, but transit needs support so that it can be more efficient, more attractive and more supportive of sustainable development. So we all remember the game Monopoly. So how does more compact form help increase transit and increase density, help transit? So I call it Transitopoly because it's a variation of Monopoly. You see the houses and and hotels. So if you just look at the red line, that's one hour of service. That costs me about $65 an hour to provide one hour of public transit. So if I'm going out in urban sprawl, I can probably hit 25 single-unit homes, provide service for 100 people. This is typical urban sprawl, not very good for transit. If I take that same one hour of service, and I've got some higher density, a typical example, nine single-unit homes instead of 25, but four higher density, I can service over double the same amount of people for that same hour of service if we have mixed use. Now, if we go totally on the extreme, I can actually provide twice the service for the same amount of cost. So density is very, very important to us, and the continuation of urban sprawl is not sustainable for a community. It's not sustainable for public transit. Some of the other things transit supports, walking and bicycling, fully integrated and comprehensive transit systems, and strong environment downtown. So looking forward, public transit is a key component and universally supported by the public in sustainable development and sustainable mobility. We've, We've discovered that. It's recognized globally as well as in Canada through our Transit Vision 2040. We're getting the same themes. And when we look at Plan the City, we're getting the same things again coming from the community. Mass transit is a publication in the United States, and uh, uh, one of the fellows called David Taylor, who's the National Director of Sustainable, Sustainability for Transportation, used this quote, and basically he said, with transit as part of a coordinated mobility and settlement strategy, energy can be conserved, greenhouse gas emissions lowered, congestion relieved, open space preserved, and the benefits of healthy, livable cities can be realized. So, public transit. Is a key element of any urban transportation system and any community sustainability plan, regardless of size, including Lethbridge. And our citizens expect this from us. So everyone has a role. Obviously, governments have a role. Uh, public transit is funded by, by the public purse. Transit systems have a role to provide the service. Planners and developers have to become more involved and more understanding of what public transit is all about and how transit can support sustainable development. Community leaders, community groups such as yourselves and individuals. Everybody has a role to make public transit far more important in our communities. Even kids. And I don't know where this came from, but someone was talking to a group of teenagers and uh, they asked them about transportation in the future and the private automobile. And they said, well, you know what? The private automobile is so 20th century. (laughs) So I thought it was kind of cute, and for for someone in the public transit business, it's music to my ears. So, I'd like to thank you for for asking me to, to come here, and we'll have some lunch, and glad to take some questions. Thank you.